From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Surging COVID-19 case numbers are coinciding with the return to the classroom for many Ohio school districts this week, which is why Governor Mike DeWine yesterday urged schools to respond with safety measures like masking. Yolanda Harris reports. The state is strongly recommending masks in schools, but not mandating it, saying it should be left up to school districts and parents. But Governor DeWine says there's no mistaking his message. It's a perfect storm right now. While these numbers are as high as they are today, it just is the most prudent thing to do to ensure that your those kids can stay in class. 86 of Ohio's 88 counties are now at high transmission of the spread of COVID-19. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Delta variant of the coronavirus is posing risks for Ohioans, especially children. Laura Queso has the details. According to a new report by the American Academy of Pediatrics, Ohio ranks eighth highest for COVID cases in children. Right now, there is a 35% vaccination rate among those 12 to 17 years old. On July 7th, our cases were at a very low level of 17 cases statewide per 100,000 people. Today, That number has gone from 17 to 236. The perfect storm, he says, as our kids get ready for the classroom. I'm Laura Queso. In the days before classes resume, teachers of the Columbus Education Association are asking the state's largest district to take three additional safety measures. Lindsay Mills explains. John Coniglio is the president of the Columbus Education Association, which represents 4,000 district employees. Not only do we want our teachers safe, but we also want our students to be safe. Columbus City Schools already requires masks. The additional safety measures include requiring proof of vaccination or weekly testing for all district employees, making sure all buildings have proper ventilation, and extending the memorandum of understanding between the union and district, a plan for moving between modes of learning. In Columbus, Lindsay Mills. While COVID-19 booster shots are in the works for the general public, with an expected rollout beginning September 20th, one Ohioan is among the first to receive such a booster shot. Andrew Kinsey explains. Right now, they only are approved for people with weakened immune systems. One of those people is the head of the Ohio State University's Comprehensive Cancer Center. He's had cancer for four years and decided to be one of the first to get the booster shot. Having checked my antibody levels, that I was no longer reactive a week ago, two weeks ago, and that I stood a very good chance of getting some benefit by having that third jab. Now, he had a second shot back in February and says he's happy he got this third dose. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A 10-year-old girl is among those killed in two separate shootings that took place early this morning in Youngstown. Dave James reports. WKYC-TV in Cleveland and WFMJ-TV in Youngstown report that the first incident occurred around 2.20 this morning where a 40-year-old man was found shot to death inside a pickup truck that had crashed into a utility pole. Less than 10 minutes later, police received a call for a second shooting. Three adults were wounded but in stable condition, while the 10-year-old child ended up losing her life. No suspects have been arrested in either case, and authorities have not said if the two incidents are related. Dave James, I went in news. A new bill backed by several Ohio House Republicans would impose even more restrictions on voting in the state, banning returning ballots via drop boxes and barring mail-in voting without an excuse. 
The Columbus Dispatch reports House Bill 387 introduced last week by Representative Bill Dean of Xenia goes several steps further than an already hotly debated proposal from Representatives Bill Seitz and Sharon Ray. Under Dean's bill, early voting would be limited to 13 days in 2022 and six days in subsequent elections. It would also eliminate using most alternative forms of ID for those who don't hold a driver's license and would stifle efforts by the Ohio Secretary of State to make voter registration and absentee voting more accessible. Progressive Democrat Morgan Harper of Columbus says she's running for the U.S. Senate in Ohio. Tracy Townsend has more. The 38-year-old Stanford-educated attorney who began life in foster care announced her bid today for the seat held by retiring Republican Rob Portman. She faces 10-term Congressman Tim Ryan in the Democratic primary. Harper drew national attention last year when she won 32% of the primary vote against veteran Democratic Congresswoman Joyce Beatty in Central Ohio's 3rd Congressional District. Harper is a former senior policy advisor at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I'm Tracy Townsend. Two Ohio veterans who served in Afghanistan are speaking out about the U.S. decision to leave the region after 20 years of fighting. More from Andrew Kinsey. Brian Burkowski and Sam Surowitz are both Army veterans who spent months in Afghanistan. I feel like there was gross negligence almost in, in some of the places. Um, by telegraphing, here's the exact day we're going to leave, here's when we're going to leave. A uh, better ending would have been democracy, freedom, liberties, uh, equality for women. Um, but our service members and veterans, they did their job. The Taliban vowed to respect women's rights, forgive those who fought them, and ensure Afghanistan does not become a haven for terrorists. But many Afghans remain skeptical. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And a new documentary alleges the baby tigers and snow leopards that sat in Jack Hanna's lap on late-night talk shows often didn't come from the Columbus Zoo and didn't end up there when the cameras stopped rolling. The Columbus Dispatch, which received a private early viewing of the conservation game, reports the animals were shuffled among backyard breeders and unaccredited roadside zoos, facilities described as prisons for animals. The film also suggests Hanna and Columbus Zoo officials stonewalled attempts to pass federal big cat regulations, while other Ohio zoos and animal advocates expressed support for the proposed law. Hanna, whose family announced last year he is suffering from dementia, has not responded. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.